This is Jonathan Mickles with the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast, and today I have with me Mr. Austin Love. How's it going, Austin? My brother, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing quite well, doing quite well. So uh, one of the things that I've, I've found uh, on a lot of podcasts is I don't really hear from a lot of vendors necessarily. Um, there may be a lot of vendors that are you know, tightly wound and connected to uh, multifamily like you know, uh, financing or insurance. Um, but you happen to be in an area that's a little bit different. And uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, we, we met at a uh, conference um, specifically, I was in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, at the uh, Piedmont Triad Apartment Association uh, conference. It was like Halloween or something like that, right? I think it was a Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right before I believe. Right. And everybody was dressed in, uh, what was that, Air airline, airport kind of gear? Uh, essentially, just Hawaiian shirts and cargo shorts, you know, whatever the thing was, everybody was in the same outfit, but because it was a travel thing, that's what it was. And you guys that had on the, that's right. You, and you had your, um, your, your dad, uh, <laughs> was the, fanny the, pack on. the fanny pack on. Fox, Fox real high. <laughs> oh man, that was, that was so funny. Um, but we started talking about, um, uh, there was an extra, there was a fitness uh, bodybuilding competition that was going to be in that same place that next week or whatever. And then when I started talking and you mentioned that you were also interested in that, and uh, come to find out the company that you work for is also fitness related. So let me let me stop right there before I give away everything and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Awesome, man. Thank you for giving me the floor. Yeah, well, again, as you graciously gave me the introduction, um, Austin Love, the company name is uh, ProSource Fitness that Jonathan was referring to. Uh, we consult, design, deliver, install, service, maybe said service twice, but pretty much essentially anything in the fitness world, uh, we, we try and take care of for not just the apartment association, of course, apartments, uh, multifamily, the vertical market, but away from that, we, we take care of police and fire, um, hospital wellness, um, of course, like YMCA's club gym. So really essentially any anybody that is equipped with gym equipment, we, we try and uh, help out in any facet of the room we can. So then in terms of like how you got involved with this, tell us a little bit more about your origin story and how you, I guess, got here just to be fitness able to- Fitness in general, man. Just fitness <laughs> in general. Yeah, I, it kind of probably like similar people in the world. I mean, I, I grew up from, from T-ball playing sports, uh, which has nothing to do with selling fitness equipment, but obviously just had a love for activity from a young age, sporting activity from a young age. Um, Transfer that into to being a, a decent high school athlete, um, was transferred into being a decent college athlete as well. Uh, played basketball at Catawba College um, in South Okay, so you played basketball. So you were basketball. So you you only played basketball. Was it basketball, football? Was it everything? In high school, I, a bunch of bunch of different stuff. You know how it is, trying to figure out where you where you fit in. But but ended up being more of a basketball player than anything. So that's the only thing I played at the collegiate level. Got it. Got it. And so then, you know, what did you what did you major in in college? Sure. Yeah. So transitioned into college, uh, majored in exercise physiology with a minor in communications. Um, so obviously kind of just put the communication skill and the, uh, the physiology exercise side of things together and boom, became a became an exercise equipment salesman or consultant. Sounds more professional. But. <laughs> so, OK, so was that your first thing? Because it sounds I mean, exercise physiology, that generally means that most people are going to become a trainer of some sort, you know, personal trainer. Was that initially yeah. your thought process? 
Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I was essentially thinking that I was going to do strength and conditioning um, and personal training throughout school. And I, and I was doing that actually through college and high school. I trained some local athletes in the area, uh, mostly basketball, but some other sports as well. And uh, just trying to transition that into what I thought was going to be my career. Um, but I got lucky enough to, to meet an advisor that just cared about cared about myself as an individual and going to a small school if, if you don't know much about Catawba I mean it's, it's just a small knit school that I think my, my graduating class was probably 100 200 kids so it's almost like a high school again so having the ability to be so close with my advisors and my professors they really knew me close knit so just kind of knew what my soft skills were and what I could kind of transition into to doing for a career and he put the opportunity in front of my face or not really the job but just the the opportunity that this was a job. I mean, I'm sure a lot of kids growing up aren't aware that you can design fitness rooms for a living. I mean, a lot of kids I'm sure love being in the gym, enjoy being around athletic atmospheres, but but aren't aware of all the different avenues that you can that you can get into. Uh, so lucky enough to have have an advisor to put me in that space and took off ever since. So then let's talk about a little bit more about, uh, I guess, you know, your sort of your your training. Were you certified as a trainer? You're a certified trainer? Yeah, yeah. So certified uh, PT, um, strength and conditioning. I was working on the certification, never, never finished that one. Uh, and I had my yoga yoga certification as well. So. OK, that's that's a pretty interesting one, because that uh, what school of uh, an, uh, school of yoga do you practice? Man, I. <laughs> Um, I, so essentially for myself, I use it more for a dynamic and a static stretching at the beginning and the end of my workouts for, for a long, long time, uh, just kind of to, to put my clients through like a, an, an appropriate warm up um, and cool down. But, but later on, I, I ended up actually, especially during COVID when there wasn't a lot of indoor gym activities, I, I got the opportunity to, to run some yoga, uh, some yoga classes to some outside kids that some of my former teammates, some other former athletes that were in the area that all just came together and uh, had the opportunity to, to actually practice um, what I what I learned. So so yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that's great because uh, you know one of the first uh, podcasts that I actually did here was with Jarek Browner, who is uh, the floating yogi from the Washington oh, wow. D.C. area area, and uh, that that gentleman is you 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 all should meet i'm pretty sure that there is uh definitely a symbiotic relationship there because uh he's he's kind of like my my yoga teacher and i haven't talked to him in a little while so i know he's mm -hmm. really upset with me <laughs> you were doing uh sun salutation a's for a long period of time oh, yeah. Um, so yeah definitely um so then you transitioned into into doing this and so so tell tell me about uh, have you worked with any apartment investors already or apartment owners to put in uh, a gym or what generally, you know, what industry generally do you work with right now? Yeah, so we're, we're heavy in the uh, the multifamily space. So that's that's the majority of the business that we have, just because there's, there's more of it than any other thing, um, of course, or any other aspect of uh, obviously hospital wellness and fire, all the other industries that I spoke on before. There's, there's less of those than obviously the multitude of apartments that are going up in the area of of Charlotte and obviously that we spoke on the triad, which is mostly in the, the Southeast is where we're kind of predominantly at, but really wherever connections take us, uh, we, 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 we chase after, but, but yeah, more and more in the apartment space than anything. So you pretty much service Charlotte uh, in North Carolina, Charlotte, the triad area, that's Greensboro, Winston-Salem and High Point. And then you're, you talked also about the Southeast. So you're open to, to business in that area. How do people normally come to you as apartment owners? Is it the owner? Is it the property manager? 
who generally is contacting you to potentially come out to to the apartment complex? It all kind of depends. Um, obviously, we either get in on either the new construction side, which would be more on the, the owner side, or we would get in on like a revamp. So let's say an apartment was built in 2008, um, obviously to keep up with the amenities spaces that all the other new construction projects are going on around the area. Obviously, you have to uh, increase your amenities with those obviously coming in with new amenities as well. So we, we come in for revamps, which would be obviously removing all the old equipment, bringing in some new stuff. So and on that side, we would work more with the management company. So property managers, regionals, um, asset managers, whatever that may be. So that sounds like that's a, a lot of uh, class A buildings, you know, the brand new stuff, the, the high end. Do you see do you see the prevalence of say class B class C meaning they're about 20 years old if not a little bit older and they just need a gym because again they want to increase you know the amenity space I mean what 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 do you are do you see a lot of that now Sure thing yeah yeah so um of course I'm class C B A but whatever class it would be we have different prices uh different pricing options that kind of match whatever um, whatever aspect you're trying to kind of get into um, on the apartment space. So so definitely um, any any from units to 50 to 100 to 200 to 400 or whatever it may be, uh, we have. So, have so you've actually done a 50 unit, um, put in a, a gym for a 50 unit apartment complex? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've done small things in 10 by 10 spaces all the way up to obviously the, the biggest of the big. So yeah, square footage. Is it really a fear for us? We'll walk into any space and, and, and accommodate it as best as we can. So. so then let's say that someone here, you know, is seeing you, they pick up the phone, they give you a call and they say, Austin, uh, I'm thinking about putting in an amenity of a, um, you know, of a gym. Can you all talk to them about return on investment uh, for putting in that space? Of course, yeah, uh, of course we can. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and that's a big part of our maintenance side as well. I mean, you you spend so much money on this specific amenity and obviously all your amenities that you you want that to be taken care of on the back end as well. So just really valuing the investment on the front end as well as getting a return on your investment on the back end. So, so what definitely. kind of what kind of returns on investment, you know, you know, dollar for dollar could someone see generally in putting in a gym or, you know, redesigning a gym space? Can you repeat the question? Sure. Um, so say, for instance, uh, someone who, who did the uh, the 50 unit space that you mentioned, right? Uh, sure. The 50 unit apartment and you you went in and you put in a brand new, you know, gym for them. It was in that 10 by 10 space, probably. I'm not sure. But, sure, yeah. you know, they spent X number of dollars. What percentage of return on investment could they see, you know, by adding that or refreshing that particular space to have a gym? Yeah, of course, by, by specifics, I wouldn't really be able to tell you. Obviously, it's case by case, but I mean, obviously, in the world that we live in today, fitness is such a, a prominent part of our our life, our industry, to, to most people at least. And I feel like it's getting pushed more and more onto people. And a big thing that even we're a real, we realize as salesmen and as, as a company that maybe we love fitness in house, but everybody that's renting an apartment doesn't love fitness. But I, I think everybody loves the concept of, knowing their building has appropriate amenities to fit their space. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, obviously we, we love fitness and we, we want the function of the room to, to, to see its returns, but away from the function, just being able to, to walk potential residents into the space and them maybe want to work out from seeing that if it's used or not, of course we want it to be, but if it's not used, uh, it, 
the, the potential resident is able to come into the space and, and feel comfortable renting that apartment from, from the management company, from, from the apartment, I mean, from the gym, I, I think it's a great sell. So how do you change what type of equipment that you're going to use? Is that something that you give, give them, you know, kind of a price list or how, how do you gauge, you know, whether or not we're going to put flat screens in this 10 by 10, or if you're going to wait and put that in a larger space, is there That's a great question? That's a really good question. I, I would say um, I, it kind of just depends on who we're specifically working with here. So, I mean, if some people, obviously, we, we come in and they have specific ones that they already want that we're just kind of matching their needs. But, but some people obviously have no idea what, they, what they're kind of looking for. And that's kind of what, I mean, I personally love to do. I love being the consultant, finding solutions. I mean, that's a big reason why I got into the industry that I'm in. So, so if I don't know, if I'm someone, say, I don't know anything about, you know, what to put in a space. I just bought a hundred unit apartment building. I have maybe, you know, a, a, a 20 by 20 space, let's just say. Talk, talk to me through that process of, of how you would help me to, to understand, you know, what to put in the space and how you potentially could, you know, finally get to opening up a, a gym in this particular facility. And you hit on the head with units. So I, I would say that if I'm walking in and let's say you're the property manager on the site and you just don't know too much about the fitness industry and maybe what the space needs, let's just keep it on the cardio side of things. So let's say, like you're saying, they have 100 units in the space. Uh, we're matching different cardio levels to how many units are in the space. So I'm I'm automatically estimating the perceived use, usage per day by how many units are in the building. So obviously there's different series of cardio equipment from 100, 200, 400, 600. There's a bunch of different series. So making sure at least to to put in the correct treadmill or elliptical or whatever cardio piece you're trying to put in to make sure that that one, that equipment won't break down on you and you get your return on your investment. So at least making sure to put, to at least recommend the bare minimum. And from there, kind of just teaching and partnering with the property manager or who, whoever we're working with, whoever our contact is with the so who would, what, so, so in that, in that example of a hundred units, how many pieces of cardio equipment, again, we're in a 20 by 20 space, how approximately how many pieces of cardio equipment would you put in and what series would you, would you use? Uh, it kind of depends on, on the spacing of the room as well. If it's a straight square, cause ADA compliance obviously is, is super important as well. So if, if the room is in a diamond shape or if it's in a crazy rectangular shape. It kind of just depends on how much we can fit, fit in there, but that's what our, our layouts are here for. I mean, we'll come into spaces, measure, um, make sure that we can fit the the correct amount of cardio and strength in the room to make sure that everything fits and there's still a correct amount of walking room in the space. So it, it would be tough to tell you by just straight off the top 100 units and uh, 500 square footage in the space just to, that we don't know how the, the room exactly looks and the, the demographic of the space, obviously, but uh, yeah, there's just so many different things that play that, that make a play. And I got gotcha. you. So then, in terms of uh, you know cardio to say strength training, is there a percentage that you like to try to keep? You know, in terms of so many pieces of cardio equipment versus so many pieces of strength training equipment. Yeah, that's kind of all about the demographic as well. I mean, if you're obviously if you're going with a, a senior demographic, maybe 55 plus, you probably don't need 100 pound dumbbells in the space, obviously. But if you're going for maybe a student living space that that may need a little bit more functional training aspects, a little bit heavier weight, maybe a, a squat rack, bench, bench press, um, just a couple of different things that you can change in and out depending on what demographic you're trying to reach. And so then how long does the process take, you know, from the time that I'm picking up the phone and I'm giving you a call to the time that I'm actually opening up the uh, 
the gym? And that's a million dollar question. You know, so I, I mean, I would say on that, average, on average, I mean, I know everything depends, but on average, can you can you tell me on average what that what that timeline, you know, generally looks like? So let's pretend like you're an ASAP order. At least that's what we call it in our head that you call and you could be ready for it the next day if, if we can make that happen. So call, set up a meeting, get the equipment ordered. Obviously, we have to get the approval in from from the on site, of course, before we can have any type of timelines estimated. But let's say from approval to delivery, I mean, at, at this point, man, COVID was a crazy time. A lot of people hit some some crazy uh, shipping delays and some things we haven't seen before. But but post-COVID, man, it's starting to definitely improve. And I'm, I'm happy to say that because I can be the, the happier smiling guy than the, the fire control guy on the phone these days. So I, I would say We've been doing anywhere between two to six weeks if it's really, really ASAP. Uh, and then getting on a delivery calendar could kind of just depend. So I would I would say approval to delivery, eight to 10 weeks, probably worst case scenario. So eight to uh, 10 weeks. Um, for full rooms though. So let's say we're doing one off pieces. Yeah, let's say yeah. we're doing one off pieces. It's just maybe one treadmill, one rower here or there. I, it could be definitely quicker. So Yeah, but if we're talking about a full, you know, layout or whatever, eight to 10 weeks, potentially from approval to to delivery, and that delivery also includes the setup and everything of the room as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be on a revamp, taking out all the equipment and bringing in all the new, yeah, about eight to 10. Or if there's no equipment in there at all, are you also, say, doing the flooring, you're painting the walls, I mean, do you all take care of that as well? Great question as well. Yeah, so um, on a new construction sense, we do flooring, um, and we can also project manage for for the uh, person of contact as well. So I'm I'm more than happy, even though I'm not technically profiting off of uh, wall paintings, mirrors, uh, whatever it may be. I'm I'm happy to control that aspect for the client just to obviously create solutions and, and help out. In the long so way. then do you, are you all referring these other subs that may do the mirrors that may do the painting as well, or exactly. is that something that you're. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the flooring would be us and the equipment would be us, but yeah, everything else would be more just a, a sub out. Okay. And then that's something that, uh, again, you guys could do property management on, I mean, project management on if necessary in order to make that happen. Yes, sir. Exactly. Okay. All right. In terms of financing uh, this particular stuff, is there are there financing terms for the equipment or, or the construction, the build out, or I mean, or is it just all cash and carry kind of thing? What what what? How do you all function on that? We do. Yeah, we have financing and leasing options as well. Okay. Um, got it. So then, so then it's eight to t- it's eight to ten weeks from from approval. So. Prior to that, prior to approval from me picking up the phone to coming out, you guys coming out, you know, within, you know, say a week or so uh, to see the space, what does that process look like? Are you guys doing like, you know, CAD drawings of the environment? Are you doing 3D images? Walk me through that. Yeah, so we um, are designing in a sense will be like a 2D layout um, and we'll, we'll put equipment and power data um, all the requirements on there as well with an inventory key on a 2D layout spread to kind of show you exactly what each individual piece is, showing ADA compliance in the room as well, um, as well as the equipment power data. And then we'll, we'll go in and create some snapshots of some 3D images of the space, which whatever wallpaper you choose to have in the room, um, um, flooring that you choose to put in the room. So pretty much essentially exactly what the room will look like um, post-install. So yeah, I have the option of 2D and 3D. 
Now you mentioned maintenance. Once, uh, once that's you know you you've delivered it right, and you know everything is wonderful, and we're ready to turn mm -hmm. the key. What what does what does what does uh, maintenance look like for you? Well, yeah. So everything um, obviously new. We'll have a warranty on it, uh, and all the products obviously that we carry, we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to do warranty. What type of warranty is that? A blanket warranty, or is that warranty for each of the pieces of equipment that come from the manufacturer? Yeah, yeah. So each piece will have its own uh, warranty. Um, all of them pretty similar. I mean, I, not to not to say that every piece is the same, but but most treadmills have a have a five five um, two warranty. So five year part, five year labor. Um, no, I'm sorry, five year part, five year motor, two year labor. Um, so kind of to give a, an idea of that. But uh, on a just a preventive maintenance sense, which is what we what we try and call it, uh, we'll we'll essentially set up a, a service tech to come out once a quarter, uh, just to come out, kind of spruce up, lubricate, clean, you know, do the do the whole nine just to make sure that you're obviously getting your return on your investment and, and things are staying in tip top shape for a longer period of time. So. Got it. So there's a service ignition on a quarterly basis and then you guys charge quarterly for that. So if there is a problem that I have, say, after a month in, right, well, you know, am I calling you all as well as a service call or how, how does that how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So we do service calls as well outside of routine maintenance visits. And even if you're not a, a maintenance client of ours, um, yeah, you're more than welcome to call and come out for a one-time visit. So then, why should we use your company? Your company again, name is what? Pro Service. Pro, Pro Source Fitness. Yes, sir. Pro, Pro Source. Fitness. So, so why should we use Pro Source over some other fitness uh, companies? Because there were a couple that were there as well. There's a couple, man. There's a couple. Um, honestly, I'm biased just because of the service that we provide. I, I don't think it's about at the end of the day, um, a treadmill is a treadmill, an elliptical is an elliptical, a bike is a bike. Like those things, the product I feel like in the in the fitness industry is important. I don't think it's the main thing. I, I think with us that you just have a trustworthy team that's been around the industry for 20 plus years that has ownership that cares all the way from ownership all the way down to delivery, all the way down to service. Um, all the way down to our janitors, you know, everybody I feel like on our team truly, truly cares about the client. Um, we we spend one on one time with our clients and, and and give them the time that we feel like they deserve. So I, I think just on a servicing sense, on a delivery sense, I think we have the best delivery team in the nation. <laughs> I said in the nation, I think we have the best delivery team in our industry. I think we have the best service team in our industry and not to toot our own horn, but I think our, our sales consultant staff is is um pretty decent as well. So I I, uh, I just think we have a, a good team and a, and a family-oriented business that enjoys working with clients and creating solutions. Yeah, I heard a toot-toot there, by the way. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. How do people get in contact with you, Austin? Everything, man. I'm on on any social media, LinkedIn, of course. Um, so what is, what, can you, can you give me the one that people should use to get in contact with you and and give me that name? Sure. So um, I'll do LinkedIn. You can just type in Austin Love. You can do Instagram at Austin Love 1511. You can do cell phone. Uh, I'm sure it'll be dropped off in the bio, but 704-301-1829. Email Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N at prosourcefitness.com. So really, really anywhere. Google the name, find it. I'll, I'll, I'll be around somewhere. Excellent. Well, listen, we thank you so much for, for coming on. Is there, uh, we normally have a little segment here at the end where we ask, uh, you know, for people to get the boot, uh, meaning what is that one thing that kind of, you know, would spur somebody into action? Now, generally, we're asking other people who uh, invest in apartment buildings and things of that sort, but this could be fitness related. This could be 
maybe trying to check out your product or what is that one thing that you think that our uh, our audience would um, uh, be- benefit from, if you will, as a as a uh, as a, <laughs> a kick um, from a boot? What do I think your audience will benefit from? Man, just to take my love for fitness away from ProSource Fitness. I think everybody with the new years coming around and jump in that gym, go, 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 go fall in love with it. Go fall in love with yourself. I think that at the end of the day, yes, I, I love consulting and selling fitness equipment. But more than anything, I want to see people healthy and happy and living a better life. And I know the, know the gym can do that for you. I know yoga can do that for you. So Man, go give it a shot. Go go walk for 30 minutes and take it from there. That's that's my boo. There you go. So again, uh, the, the time this is being recorded uh, in uh, in late November, uh, it'd be great uh, for all apartment owners as you're going into the new year and uh, people are uh, getting <laughs> getting those New Year's resolutions all geared up. Maybe uh, by by uh, the springtime you can actually have a new gym facility in your apartment building, please reach out to Austin. So Austin, I want to say thank you again for uh, taking the time to, uh, to come and talk with us and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for letting me get on. Um, I love the podcast, man, by the way, I've lived to a bunch of other episodes. So super excited to be a part of it. Thank you for uh, having me on. Thank you.